Welcome back to my podcast, you guys. I am so happy for you guys to be here today. And we are going to talk about um, nutrition and recommendations for our nutrition. So let's get into it. And I feel like these are super important um, to understand. And um, I mean, there's some things that just don't work for people. And I get that. And But I feel like a lot of people don't really know how to, um, you know, basically get the right nutrition um, and the right essential nutrients that you need for your body to when you're exercising or even just on a daily basis because there are so many people that are without um, essential nutrients and that's when somebody comes um, deficient in that nutrients. And so I feel like there's just an overall, that's why vitamins are so important because, um, you know, there's not a lot that you can get from food sometimes. And sometimes it's not fully absorbed and that's just because the way your metabolism works. Um, so I just kind of wanted to go over that today and, um, you know, some of this stuff will not work for anybody or everybody, um, is what I meant to say, anybody, or it doesn't work for everybody. So everybody has a different, um, structure, everybody intakes nutrients differently. So we all are different. No one is going to be the same. No one's going to you know, some people need more nutrients than other people. So it all just depends on like your environment and all those other factors. Um, so just understand that, um, when I'm talking about this, um, so there are, um, from what I've been studying, I'll just kind of go over what's in my book that I have in front of me. Um, so there is three E's to, um, nutrition. Um, it's basically, you know, it's essential um, for survival and basic health. Um, it's essential for optimum health, and it's essential for your athletic performance if you are an athlete. Um, so to begin, um, you know, th- the nutrients were established in 1963. And I'm just going to go over, you know, the key elements that you really need to um, get your optimum health. Um, So the very first thing is protein. Uh, Protein is so essential. Um, And it, it, you know, there's so many different forms of it. And I've thought about going plant-based before and I've tried it. And honestly, I really don't feel a difference um, from getting protein from an animal source or from a plant source. I feel like they're equally the same. Um, And that's just my opinion. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they have their studies, they do the research, they do all that. And at one point, you know, I was watching Game Changers on Netflix and it really convinced me to start a plant-based diet because... Um, you know, with all the studies that they, they went through to get, um, to see, you know, um, all the different things, you know, taking just plant-based or taking just, you know, animal source. And I feel like either way they're really good, but, um, 
in the aspect of being an athlete, I feel like protein from animal, animal source is very crucial. Um, it does help with um, recovery and, you know, I definitely felt a difference in that aspect of it. You know, I felt like I had better recovery when I did take um, animal source food before instead of just the plant. Um, I was able to recover a lot faster. You know, I didn't feel as sore. Um, so I feel like as long as you're in taking some type of protein, I think you're okay. Um, and I feel like with economical times, you know, there's a lot of, um, <laughs> there's a lot of diversity and, you know, a lot of people are starting to go plant-based or have been plant-based for many years. And I totally respect that. Um, but at the same time, you know, now it, you know, there's so many factors. There's so many like farms that are just, uh, they just, I don't even want to really think about it, but there was one person, um, I can't remember who it was that said this, but, um, they said, you know, you're eating the animals that are in fear. And I believe that. I believe that the before the animals, you know, before they get killed, they're in fear. And so basically that's getting ingested into your body. And, um, that's what puts fear into your body. And I totally, I totally like feel that because I've had like more fear and I mean, like, it's just a weird concept because you'd think, you know, we care about other humans, we care about other animals, you know, we have cats, dogs, parrots, you know, everything, and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of those animals are eaten, and they're not really living their best life, because, you know, there's a lot of animals that are just not in that, in that, um, you know, they're just not in a safe place, and I feel like that is very crucial and we have to start going to places that sell meat that is free range, you know, they're out, you know, living their best life and, um, you know, I feel like that is a better eyesight of seeing, you know, that instead of just, you know, just having basically just raising up any type of animal and then just, you know, keeping it in a condensed area and not letting it, you know, live its best life because they're in fear because they're, they're in that state. Um, so I feel like a lot of us should start going to, you know, farmers that actually butcher their own meat and, you know, not go to like the big name brands, you know, just go to the store um, I'm going to start looking into that myself just because um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of farmers struggling. And, you know, when you go to the grocery store, um, you know, Tyson and all those big brands, you know, I ever since um, I actually went somewhere with my boyfriend uh, or my ex-boyfriend, sorry, and um, he was going to pick up chicken. Well, you know, and it's from Tyson, and they're just such a big company, and um, I, ever since we went through that trip to go get chicken, you know, as a 
as him being a semi-truck driver, um, I've actually never have eaten Tyson since we've gone on that trip. Um, which is kind of funny because Tyson is such a big brand and they have, you know, they have all their frozen and they have all their, you know, just all their brands and stuff of chicken and whatever. And, um, I just, I don't know what it is, but I just don't like that brand. And I, you know, I, I don't believe in supporting that business because they are such a big business and, you know, the way, I don't know the way that they do things, but I don't think with how much chicken they're putting out that it is very, it's not, it's just not, you know, it's not good value. You know, the meat, I just, that's my personal opinion. So take it or leave it. Um, but ever since then, I've just never had that brand of chicken. So, um, sorry, I kind of went on around there. So two is vitamin A. Vitamin A is very, very essential. Um, uh, three The third one is vitamin D, four is vitamin C, five is thiamine, Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, six is riboflavin, seven is niacin, eight is calcium, and nine is iron. Um, So the essential nutrients, you know, um, the, you know, the nutrients that the body can't make or is in sufficient amounts to maintain good health is, you know, carbohydrate, a source of glucose, fat, a source of linoleic acid, or, um, yeah, so linoleic acid, protein, um, is an essential amino acid. What's in protein is histidine, methanine, plus cytosine, trif tritophane, um, isoleucine, um, phenylalanine, oh my gosh, I can't even say that, phenylalanine, I can't say it, sorry, valine, leucine, tyrosine, lysine, and theronine. Um, Minerals, calcium, chloride, iodide, cobalt, molybdenum, um, phosphorus, magnesium, zinc, fluoride, sodium, sulfur, copper, selenium, potassium, iron, manganese, and chromium. Um, vitamins, um, would be like vitamin A, thymine, which is B1, colubinine, which is B12, um, pathonic acid, which is B6, vitamin D, riboflavin, which is B2, ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C, um, choline, uh, vitamin E, niacin, B3, folic acid, incitol, vitamin K, peroxidin, B6, and biotin. Um, so you definitely, those are the things that the body cannot make um, or gets like insufficient amounts to maintain your health. Um, so, um, there was actually one person that I have gone to and I love her to pieces and she actually, I think she stopped doing it. Um, but she was actually like, um, she was into kinesiology. So, which is the study of the body And, um, she would actually read, 
or um, do like uh, testing to see what kind of nutri- nutrients you needed in your body that you were um, didn't you know you were deficient in and um, when I was in high school you know I had like I was going through that mental breakdown and um, you know my mom took her my mom my one of my good one of my, so it was my mom's friend that went to church with us and she would go to this lady, you know, cause she was deficient in some things and she recommended for me to go to her. And when I went to her, um, my life literally changed. I like, seriously, I want to go back to her and I want to know, you know, what I'm deficient in now because, um, it definitely helped me like, <sighs> I mean, I don't know how much it helped me, but I believe that it did help me um, because I was getting, you know, the nutrients that I needed, you know, with the way that women are and their cycle and everything like that. Um, The way that she was able to get me the proper nutrients that I needed, um, I just felt just like 100% better, you know, and I did go to a psychiatrist and seek out that way too but I feel it just wasn't as beneficial because I didn't want to talk to that psychiatrist I didn't want to be there I was scared you know I wasn't in the right thought process and you know she was just like more open to understanding and you know I just felt that connection as to where with a psychiatrist, you know, they're just there to prescribe you pills. And I just, I don't believe in getting that form, um, of help because I just like, I, I believe in the medical field and, you know, there is some things that people need throughout that process. But at the same time, like for me, like I would rather go more, um, you know, I would rather seek out somebody who is willing to help me heal. And, um, she definitely made that happen. So into the next chapter, um, it talks about the essential nutrient. Um, so basically like we just talked about stuff that can't be processed in the body that you literally have to get Um, through another source. Um, So it talks about how there's two main categories, which is macronutrient and micronutrient. Um, So macronutrient is larger amounts of um, carbohydrates, fats, proteins, um, and then micronutrients is present in your, in your, in what you're eating. And it's in the body in small amounts. So we're going to go over some ingredients that is put into, um, you know, the FDA and, you know, what's acceptable. So preservatives, um, they are a preventative for food spoiling, um, you know, from bacteria, mold, fungi, um, yeast, Um, so basically it just makes it so it's preserving the food for longer. Um, examples are like sauces and jelly, um, any type of beverages, baked goods, cured meats, oils, margarines, um, 
there's the cereals, the dressings, the snacks, um, the fruits and vegetables. They all have preservatives if you're not getting them from like a farmer's market. I'm pretty sure if you go to a farmer's market, they wouldn't put preservatives in their food um, because I don't believe that they really do that unless maybe they do. I'm not really sure. I'm actually wanting to go to a farmer's market this year, so we'll find out. Um, so, you know, the names found on your labels when you buy a food and it says the facts or whatever, you know, has the whole backside of it. Um, one of them is absorbic acid, citric acid, sodium benzoate, calcium propane, um, sodium ethyl bate, um, sodium nitrate, calcium sorbate, potassium sorbate, BHA, BHT, ET, TA, and terrificals, which is vitamin E, um, sweeteners. Um, it adds sweetness, um, it says with or without extra calories. So if it's an, if it's sugar, like, yes, it's going to add extra calories. If it's, um, like anything like stevia or monk fruit, it's going to have the sweetness, but it's not going to have the extra calories, if that makes sense. Um, examples of uses is, you know, beverages, baked goods, confections, um, tabletop sugar, substitutes, and many processed foods have sweeteners. Um, so one thing that I would recommend to do is go around the store where everything is on the outer side. It's not in the aisles. You're, you know, you're in the fruit section, you're in the vegetable section, then you're in the meats and the cheese sections. Um, excuse me. Um, so make sure you just like get most of your food that way. Um, and then go within the aisles. Um, like if you're needing like honey, um, they actually have like some places like Winko, they have, you know, where you can get your own dispensed fresh, um, honey, um, which I don't know. I haven't tried the honey or the peanut butter, but you can actually grind your own peanut butter there. Well, at least not right now, but you can still buy the pack. They'll put it in a package and you can get it and go. So, um, that's what I love about Winco is you can just pick up and go. Um, so names found on the product labels. So sucrose, which is sugar, glucose, fructose, sorbitol, mannitol, corn syrup, high fructose, fructose, corn syrup, saccharin, aspartanium, suraclose, asphalmin potassium, or asphalmin K, and noatame. Um, I don't know if I'm even saying those right, but um, fructose really isn't that bad, and neither is fructose if you're getting the right amounts of it. Um, probably even glucose, I think, is okay too, but you know, like high fructose corn syrup that is not good because it is so processed and um so I'm definitely trying to stay away from sugar um usually I do like stevia or you can even buy like the off brands like the Winco brands of stevia or sweetener or whatever um but you still want to be careful because it is still sugar but it doesn't spike your um blood glucose levels 
Um, so just be careful. I mean, I've, I've done really good within the past few years of really cutting back on that. Um, so, you know, just be cautious and, you know, make that initial decision of, am I going to eat sugar or not, you know, um, or limit it. I mean, I don't feel like you'd have to limit it completely, but, you know, at the same time, sugar is like cocaine and it is very addictive. And that's why so many people, you know, are addicted to the snacks and um, the beverages and, you know, all of that. So, and, you know, I was at one point too. I mean, I was not perfect at all. And um, I'm still getting to that point. You know, I still have those those days that I cheat and, you know, it really shouldn't be considered a cheat day. Um, but at the same time, I just feel like, you know, you have to have one of those days where you're just like, okay, I'm going to have like a few cookies here, you know, like two or three. It's not a big deal. You know, you just have to process it in your mind that way. Um, so there are also color additives. Um, it says offset color loss due to exposure to light, air, temperature, extremes, moisture, and storage conditions. Um, correct natural variations in color enhances uh, colors occur that occur naturally, provide color to colorness and fun foods. Um, so many processed foods have color additives, um, candies, um, snacks, um, cheese can even have a color additive, soft drinks, jams, jellies, gelatins, puddings, and pie fillings. Um, I feel like but within the last um, month or two, I've been turning towards more fresh. Um, so like instead of going down the aisle, like I'll actually like we actually have been making salsa or um, like chips. So what we do is, you know, we get the tomato, we get cilantro, we get a jalapeno, we get um, an onion. Did I already say onion? Um, I don't think I did, but we grab those ingredients and then we literally just put them in the blender. Um, and you can actually buy tortilla chips, okay? Um, or sorry, not tortilla chips, but tortillas. So buy a thing of tortillas. You can actually, if you look on Pinterest, you can actually bake those in the oven, put a little bit of olive oil or whatever kind of oil you want on them just lightly and then sprinkle, you know, some seasoning. Doesn't matter what it is. My boyfriend, he used um, the chili lime. Uh, that was fantastic. <laughs> Um, he also put some lime juice on it a little bit and I, I don't know, that was all right, but, um, but I just put salt on mine and I actually grabbed the whole grain, um, tortillas. So you can even make, um, you know, even if you're like gluten-free tolerant, um, you can grab the gluten-free, um, and they probably do have some somewhere, um, tortillas and you can just bake those. And then we literally just put them in a bowl and cover them um, with, you know, a cover that, a lid, and we would eat them throughout the week, and the fresh salsa and, you know, the baked tortilla chip 
was amazing i kid you not it was so good like i want to make that every freaking week every day is cinco de mayo okay <laughs> no i'm just kidding so but we really on cinco de mayo we didn't even have tacos but i in you know celebrating i had some chips and salsa and they were freaking amazing and they weren't freaking you know fried in oil you know they were just baked and they taste like just as good so um, that is an option. So even with sauces and stuff like that, like I've been making my own sauces um, or been wanting to, and I have like all the ingredients, but I just haven't made the sauce yet. There was one that I made and it was like a hot wing sauce, you know, um, because I bought like a bottle like a few months ago and I ran out of it and that stuff was so good, but it was probably super bad for me because, you know, I bought it in the aisle and... Um, now I'm trying to make my own sauce and, um, I don't think I made it right cause it's, it's still a little runny. So I'm going to have to try and make it again. But at the same time, like, I feel like there, we just take all those things for granted where we can just make it ourselves and we can look on Pinterest and be like, Hey, we can make this, you know, we don't have to go to the store and buy, you know, a loaf of bread or whatever, which we were planning on doing, but we, haven't been able to find yeast or the right kind of flour that he's wanting to make bread with which you know I would just make freaking bread with oatmeal but that's just me you know oatmeal flour <laughs> okay back to what we were talking about um the next thing is flavor and spices so there's any specific um flavor that is added natural and synthetic um, examples of use would be the puddings, the pie fillings, gelatin, dessert mixes, cake mixes, salad dressings, um, candies, soft drinks, ice cream, and barbecue sauce. Um, we've also bought a ice cream maker, which is awesome. I freaking love that thing. Um, my boyfriend, he made like a blueberry cheesecake a few weeks ago, and we're going to have to make some more, um, coming up soon. Um, but that blueberry cheesecake, uh, we added, you know, stevia or whatever into it and it is amazing. Um, homemade ice cream is the best. I mean, it is, you'll have to let it thaw out, um, compared to like a regular thing of ice cream. Um, but I just like stick it in the microwave and put on the fast defrost <laughs> to make it so I can, you know, scoop it out of the pan. Um, but it is delicious, you guys. I That's the best investment I have probably made. <laughs> and, you know, now we never have to really buy ice cream again. But they are coming out with new ice creams. And I have, I think I tried one a few weeks ago. Um, but it's just not the same. Um, it's just not. You know, you have fun making it. And, you know, it's just, and the textures are different. You know, they're more natural. They're not, you know... You can just tell by, you know, just eating it. You can just tell how much better it is for you than having, you know, something store-bought and, and processed. So, um, so the, the product labels that would be on it is natural flavoring, artificial flavor, and spices. Um, there are flavor enhancers, so it enhances the flavor um, already present in the food without providing their own separate flavor. So many processed foods have this. Um, the product labeling on the back would be monosodium, glutamate, MSG, hydrolyzed soy protein, 
autolyzed yeast extract, dysdotium, glunate, or insinate. Um, there are fat replacers and components of formulations used to replace fats. So um, what they do is they provide um, a texture and a creamy mouthfeel and reduced uh, fat foods. So examples of them using it is in base goods, um, desserts, frozen desserts, confection, um, confections, cakes and dessert mixes, dairy and dairy products. Um, the product labeling that would be on it is Ulstra, cellulose gel, carrageenan, polydextrose, modified food starch, um, micro particulate, egg white protein, gorgum, xanthan gum, whey protein concentrate. Um, and so I mean, there, there's just, I mean, it depends on like what it is, I feel like, but at the same time, you know, you just want to be very cautious of what you're buying and what you're investing in because it is crucial to your health. So there is another section of ingredients, um, the type of ingredients. So nutrient replaces the vitamins and the minerals lost in, uh, the process. So enrichment, um, and add nutrients that may be lacking in the diet, so fortification. Um, examples of the use is flours, bread, cereal, rice, macaroni, margarine, salt, milk, fruit beverages, energy bars instead of, or instant breakfast drinks. Um, the product on the label would be thiamine hydrochloride, riboflavin, which is vitamin B2, niacin, niacinamidic folate or folic acid, beta-carnine, potassium iodide, iron or ferrous sulfate, alpha-trophorols, ascorbic acid, vitamin D, acid, L-tryphanine, L-lysine, L-leucine, and L-menthine. I mean, all those are good nutrients, but it's what they are replacing the vitamins and minerals lost in the process. So another thing is emulsifiers. Um, they allow smooth mixing of ingredients, prevent um, separation. It says keep emulsifying products stable, reduce st stickiness, control crystallization, keep ingredients dispersed, and help products dissolve more easily. So this can be found in like salad dressings, peanut butter, chocolate, mar chocolate margarine, or frozen, frozen desserts. Um, the names of the products that are found in the labeling would be soleucine, mono and diglycerides, egg yolks, polysorbates, sorbo, sorbitin, monosterate. Um, so stabilizers and thickeners, um, binders and textures. Um, what they do is they produce uniform texture and improve the mouthfeel. So this can be found in frozen desserts, dairy products, cakes, puddings, gelatin mixes, um, dressings, jams, jellies, and sauces. Um, this is usually named on the product as gelatin, pectin, gorgum, carrageenan, um, xanthium gum, and whey. Um, so those are thickeners. Um, I don't feel like xanthium gum is that bad for you. Um, 
I think it would be better than gelatin, but um, if you do need a thickener for like a sauce or anything, you know, you can totally make your own like Alfredo sauce, your own spaghetti sauce. They actually have a section in Winco where you can actually buy the packet of Alfredo sauce, like the mixture and then just add milk or heavy whipping cream or whatever kind of milk you want. Um, and then they also have the spaghetti sauce and you can just buy like the tomato paste um, or even um, try and do your own tomato paste. I'm pretty sure you can do that. Um, I haven't done that. I just buy the can. Um, but, you know, always make sure that it's low sodium um, because you really don't want that much sodium in your diet. You have a limit to that. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, there is the pH control agents and agilis and acid, acid lulins. I can't even say that. Sorry. So it controls what it does is it controls acidity and alkalinity, um, preventing the spoilage. You can find this in beverages, frozen desserts, chocolates, low acid, canned fruits, baked powder, baking powder. Sorry. Um, the names of the things on the product label would be lactic acid, citric acid, ammonium hydroxide, um, sodium carbonate, leveling agents, which um, promotes rising of baked goods. So this can be found in breads and other baked goods. Um, in the product, it would have baking soda, my minnow, calcium, phosphate, calcium carbonate. The next thing would be humicants. Um, it retains the moisture, so shredded coconut, marshmallows, soft candies, confections. Um, the name found on the product label would be glycerin or sorbitol. Um, and I don't really feel like all these ingredients are super bad for you, but I feel like a more you know, nutritional way of looking at the labels now, you know, making sure that they don't have a lot of ingredients listed. The less ingredients listed, I think would be better. Um, they might spoil faster, but they are definitely more like beneficial for your nutritional health. And um, you just make sure that you use it within a, that certain time frame that it's about to expire. So, um, Another thing is yeast nutrients, so it's promoting the growth of yeast, which is found in baked goods and other um, breads. Um, names usually on the product labeling would be calcium sulfate and ammonium phosphate. Dough strengtheners and conditioners, so what they do is produce more stable dough, which would be in breads and other baked goods. Um, usual ingredients is ammonium sulfate, azardibonamide, um, and L-cytosine. Um, hopefully I'm saying all this right. <laughs> Firming agents would be, um, what they do is maintain crispness and firmness. Um, usually found within processed food, fruits, sorry, and vegetables. Um, usually on the labeling, it will say calcium chloride, calcium lactate, um, enzyme preparations. Um, what they do is, um, they're modified proteins, polysaccharides, and fats. So this is usually, usually found in cheese, dairy products, and meats. Um, the naming on the product label would be enzymes, lactase, pepin, 
um, retin and chromosome um, gases. What they do is they serve as a propellant array and um, create carbonation. So usually in oil cooking sprays, whipped cream, um, carbonated beverages, and usually on the product labeling, it'll say carbon dioxide, nitrous oxidate. Oxide. I can't even see that. Okay. So I'm going to tell you another thing. Um, the nutritional um, revelations. Um, this is a list that occurs in um, societies um, in their in their eating, um, what they're eating. Um, so basically, um, you want to prevent and correct these nutritional inadequacies and imbalances. So most Americans, the way that they eat, usually everything that is in the store that is processed um, is usually too high in total fat. So if you get anything like reduced fat or low in fat, that is going to be very beneficial for you. Um, it'll help, you know, n you know, it, it just, it's, I feel like, you know, you can have healthy fats, but when you're buying processed foods, they definitely have a higher ca content of fat and you really don't know what you're eating because it is processed and that's why they, you know, that's why they try and get you to buy it because, um, you know, it's just there and it's at your disposal. So that's what you definitely need to watch out for. Um, too high in saturated fats, um, you know, which goes along with everything that's in packaging, um, that is not, well, you know, what's not good and what is good. So, um, the next thing is too high in cholesterol, too high in sodium, which is salt, um, too high in sugar, too high in um, the processed foods, too high in empty calorie foods like chips, um, too high in snack foods, too high in junk foods, too high in refined flours. Um, so you definitely want to veer towards 100% whole wheat, um, too high in total calories, um, too high, uh, or sorry, too low in potassium, too low in calcium, too low in magnesium, too low in antioxidants, too low in alpha-linolenic acid, um, too low in EPA and DHA, um, which would, you know, the meat, the meats, um, too low in other essential vitamins and minerals, too low in protein, too low in fiber, and too low in um, fluid or water. Um, so you definitely want to um, get, you know, your nutrient-dense foods, um, and make sure that you're getting, you know, things that are going to fill you up. Um, what I've been really varying towards lately, I've, the diet that I was on, I've gotten off of and, um, I've actually been eating more broccoli, um, which is kind of funny, but I, um, I feel like broccoli is very, you know, nutrient dense and it, uh, fills me up more. Um, and you know, I can be sustained on that for three hours, you know, just with a handful. Um, and you know, I have some other things too, like cheese, um, or Greek yogurt, or, you know, I have whole wheat pretzels, um, things like that, you know, just 
just try and make sure that you're getting anything that's nutrient dense you know I know we all love the chips and the popcorn and um the oreos and all of that um and it's good to have you know you can buy like a little package of them and you don't have to have a lot um but you know just be very aware of what you're buying and you know how much you're eating it and I think if we all come to that awareness um you know, we'll definitely be in a better state of mind. Plus, you know, I feel like a lot of these companies would be booted out because they're not selling enough product. Um, so, and you know, all the onions, you know, the onions are getting thrown out. Um, I can't remember which, it was like a story about it, how they were throwing out onions, um, because no one was buying, no one wants onions. Well, onions are very good for you, I feel like, and, um, I don't think we get enough of them. Um, but at the same time, like, they're having to throw all these onions away because no one, no one wants them. So, you know, I feel like a lot of people need to switch their mindset of, you know, you can have those things and, you know, you can have them when you want them every once in a while, but just make sure you're limiting that, that exposure to yourself because you can definitely overdo it within, you know, if you buy a huge bag of pop, of popcorn or, um, you know, of chips and you eat the whole freaking bag and you're like, crap, I ate the whole bag. <laughs> um, and I've done that and that's okay. You know, we're just human, but you know, just be aware and try and limit the consumption that you're having, you know, buy a smaller bag, um, you know, and, you know, just grab a handful and just put it on a plate and then put the thing away. That's all you have to do, you know, just limit yourself, you know, make sure you're getting enough um, fluid intake because um, usually our brains tell us that we're hungry when in actuality we're um, just thirsty. So, you know, make that boundary, make that make that commitment of drinking more water and it'll definitely help you. Um, I've definitely noticed within the last year, um, since I ever started drinking more water, getting my actual, um, daily needed intake of it. Um, I've felt less hungry. I've eaten less. I've been able to, you know, think of things that are, you know, that, that would add value to my life instead of just eating, um, and before then, you know, I would just eat whenever I was super hungry or, you know, I wouldn't drink enough water. So I was in dehydration and that's when your body feels like it's going to shut down because you're literally not getting enough fluid intake. Literally your body is 90%, 96% water. So when you don't drink enough water, you're literally putting yourself into that dehydration mode and that's when you feel most hungry when in actuality, actuality you're just thirsty so keep that in mind so the next thing I kind of want to talk about is misbranding um the FDA um labeling regulations um you know it depends on the specific misbranding circumstance um but they might you know recall the product um, or warn the company that misbranded it. Um, so, but I feel like even the FDA, you know, they try and regulate it, but at the same time, they, you know, they're not as cautious as like Canada. Um, Canada is actually, um, 
a very they're very they're they're more intertwined with regulating the food and um i feel like america just hasn't gone to that point yet which really sucks but um you know they just have like a better value of food and when they put something out you know they want you to make they want you to know what exactly is in that food and um you know if it's if it's not in there they're not going to sell it so um you know a lot of people they have um food allergies um so and then they also um you know there's the symptoms of them as well and if you are allergic to anything just make sure you know i'm sure you're definitely more aware when you're allergic to something um so and you know i've been trying to um you know, be better terms with gluten. Um, I feel like gluten is good for you in a sense. Um, but there is also, you know, I've, there was two different packagings of pretzels that I bought. Okay. One was gluten-free and the other one was just Winco brand. Um, and you know, some people are sensitive to the gluten and I get that. Um, but for me, it's not a sensitivity per se, but I just have to limit my consumption because if I eat too much of it, if I eat too many carbs, um, I definitely put on more weight. So I try and just grab a handful, um, of, um, pretzels. So, but they were the same caloric intake. They were both 110 calories. Um, you know, one just said gluten-free, the other one didn't. Um, and I feel like they had a lot of similarities in the ingredients. I can't remember all of them because I threw away the gluten-free package. Um, but I mean, the gluten-free was like $4, $5 for that bag. And for the Winko brand, it was like, a, like maybe two bucks. So, um, I don't think it really matters about the branding, but just make sure that, you know, the ingredients um, are good and you know with the serving size and everything you know I feel like there are better values for your money's worth um, you just really have to look for them in the nutritional um, labeling so um, and that's with anything you know if you don't want more sugar um, you can always try and find like the sugar-free one the sugar-free like Greek yogurts that they have um, and I have actually veered to just plain yogurt and then adding in whatever I want. So the sh the sweetener, which is like the stevia, um, you can all, I also do, um, I've started doing, um, PB2 with, um, Greek yogurt to get that more protein. And that stuff is amazing. And I just add a little bit of stevia in it and it is freaking bomb. Um, you can just add water to it and that's good too. Um, but that only lasts for so long, I feel like, and, um, you know, you just keep stirring the glute or the Greek yogurt. Um, but that is really good. It's, um, definitely a little bit different texture. Um, but I just feel like PB2 is so much cheaper. You know, it doesn't get all weird cause you know, the natural, um, almond butters and stuff like that, like all the fat like goes to the top and then at the bottom it just gets all like crustified and you have to like keep on mixing it or else it won't stay its consistency as like a butter peanut butter 
So I feel like going to PB2 is a lot easier for me. Um, that's an option that you can try and see if you like it. Um, but definitely, like if you're just mixing it with water, you're gonna definitely have to, um, you know, just do it as you go. Like you can't just have it sitting in the fridge because, you know, I tried that and it doesn't work. <laughs> So it does talk about gluten and um, it does mean, when it does say gluten-free, it does mean it. Um, it's just, gluten is a mixture of proteins that occur naturally in wheat, rye, barley, crossbreeds of these grains. Um, so those types of grains um, have gluten in them. And I feel like those are essential for a diet, but you definitely, like, I love rye. Um, I haven't had barley probably in a while, but I want to start veering towards rye and barley just because I know, like, even sourdough bread I know is, like, super healthy for you. Like, if you have, like, you know, limited consumptions of it. Um, but just, you know, be aware that it is, when it does say gluten-free on it, it means what it says. Um, that was... Um, in August of 2013, the Food and Drug Administration issued that as a final rule. So, And then it goes on to talk about foodborne um, causing organisms. Um, and I'm not going to really get into that. Um, I don't think that that would be beneficial for you guys to hear. Um, I mean, it would, but you guys can probably look it up too. So that's all I'm really going to get in today with my sports nutrition book um, that I've been studying um, I want to go over a little bit more because it goes more into depth, into detail. Um, but if you guys, um, have any questions about, you know, nutrition, um, just let me know. Um, or if there's something that you want me to talk about, I can definitely do that. I have gone over my 45 minutes, so, <laughs> um, but thank you so much for listening today and, um, stay healthy, stay safe and stay happy. Um, I know like throughout this time, it's been definitely challenging for me and I've been doing a lot better this week. Um, I've just been, you know, meditating more making sure that I read, um, and making sure that, you know, I am thankful for my own happiness, you know, being thankful, um, for all the things that I have in my life. And, um, I mean, I haven't really done that prior. Um, I actually stopped meditating. I stopped listening to podcasts. Um, I was exercising, but I'm not getting up as early. So I definitely, I'm not feeling as happy as I once have been. Um, but I want to get back to that place of, you know, having that calmness and peace in my life and making sure that even with the circumstances that I'm in, I am wanting that happiness for myself because I deserve it. Um, and you guys do too. So, um, but thank you so much for listening and I will try and come up with some more content this next week, um, and see what, um, things I should be talking about. Um, so, but have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week.